Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh from me Jamil Wallace. I extend you a very warm welcome to the airwaves of the Voice of the Cape and we say shukran thanks for tuning in. Well, we're just on the verge of uh, listening to a very another interesting chapter on the journey to Hajj and that's with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Sheikh in fact joins me in studio. Sheikh assalamu alaikum to you. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shukran once more for your time, Sheikh, and shukran for being here with us. As always, Sheikh, I want to start off by saying, as we always do, a bit of a refresher on where we were the last time with the journey to Hajj, just very briefly. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, alhamdulillahi wa hada wa salatu wa salamu ala malla nabiya ba'd. Rabbi sharah li sadri wa yasir li amri wa ahlul ugdatan min lisani yafqahu kawli. اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وارزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله thanks and praises due to Allah the Lord and Creator and Sustainer of all of us and in peace and blessings and salam on our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam his family his friends and all those who follow his path we ask Allah to grant us to be amongst him اللهم آمين آمين يا رب العالمين Alhamdulillah, Jamil, in your requests and your questions to be for me to be able to look at where were we in our last program. And people, Alhamdulillah, we can but thank Allah Ta'ala, we managed to finish the first module or that we look in, in, into the journey through Hajj. And that was that module of understanding how we actually see Hajj in relationship with the other Arkan. We then went over in our last session, Alhamdulillah, we went over and we looked at the background of Hajj. And we did some historical processes of exactly how Hajj came about, when, from its origin, through the processes of time, into the life of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, until the moment our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went for Hajj. And we in actual fact said that we were supposed to deal with the hadith that deals with a sahabi called Jabir ibn Abdullah, and this Jabir, he relates, he, he actually tells us the Hajj, the hajj of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So I'd like to give everybody this invitation who wants to go with us. Let's do the Hajj with our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So you and I can get this opportunity psychologically and with understanding we can get the exposure of being on the Hajj of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam through this Hadith of Jabir ibn Abdullah. The Hadith in actual fact comes from Muhammad ibn Ali Ibn Muhammad ibn Ali ibn Hussein. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Hussein is the son of Ali. Ali, that that Hussein, Sayyidina Hussein had a son by the name of Muhammad, by the name of Ali, and that Ali had a son by the name of Muhammad. Muhammad, he relates to us this hadith. And it tells us that this is what his father told them. Now, he is the great-grandchild of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But he is the, uh, no, he's the great-grandchild of Sayyidina Ali. And his father is the one by the name of Ali, who in actual fact goes and meets up with this person, Jabir ibn Abdullah. And for letting us understand where we are, the Jamil, this person, uh, by the name of Ali, he is the grandson of uh, the Nabi of Sayyidina, Sayyidina Ali. His name is uh, his father's name is Hussein. He is the son of Hussein, 
they went to look for Sahaba radiallahu an that could have performed the Hajj and to inform them about the Hajj and also if possible perform the Hajj with them to guide them along to do the Hajj of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now we've said in our last session the importance of understanding the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam emphasizing this hadith over and over and over and I would like to if possible I can, can get it into the minds of our people out there that this hadith must become alive on our tongues, alive in our hearts, and if we perform the Hajj, it must be alive with uh, in us from the moment of departure until the moment of completion. Amen. It's the words of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, which he repeated over and over, so many times to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, saying to them, "Khudu anni manasikakum, take from me your pattern of Hajj." La adri, I do not know. La ali, most probably. La ahujubad I might not perform another hajj after this. This being the background and the base for this, these great grandchildren of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam went and tried to find Sahaba. Even this is what our Nabi says: the one who teaches us, the one our role model, the only one that can show us how hajj must be done. The recognition is that hajj has been done by humanity ever since, and the probability of me doing everything else of what must be done, or doing it like everybody else has done it, that is not accepted. Subhanak. Thus, the Nabi says, we want you, when you, the ummah of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when we perform the hajj, we must do it exactly in the manner of our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or through his guidance. May Allah tell grant us to be of those people. Allahumma amin. amin. So they said they went around to various sahaba radiallahu anhum to find this process of how can they get this information. And most of the sahaba radiallahu anhum referred them to a, to a sahabi by the name of Jabir ibn Abdullah. This person by the name of Ali, he says, I went to find that. Now he's telling the story to his son by the name of Muhammad. Now Muhammad relates the hadith to us. And uh, this son of his, Muhammad, uh, tells us that his father went to look and went to get to the place where they said to him where Jabir ibn Abdullah was. And they went to, the, to meet up with Jabir ibn Abdullah. As we said, when he got there, there was quite a lot of people there and Many people had to take their turn until they got the permission to speak to him. He was an elderly man, man then. He described the process by saying he's an elderly man. He could see that this man was blind. You see the man sitting. He folded on a little uh, uh, chair. We had his feet folded underneath him. He sat on it. And he had skimpy clothing on. Very, he, the clothing is very skimpy, and we will later on see in the hadith how the description is of, of, of the clothing the clothing that he wears. But this man is within a blind man, and he speaks to the people, speaking to him about various ahadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa and the life that they had, until he says it came, became my moment, my chance. He says, and then it came, until it came to my turn, and I said to the man, I am Muhammad ibn Ali ibn Hussein. This person, he says, he placed then, he, Jabir then took his hand and he placed it upon my chest, and uh, the other one upon my head. Uh, sorry, he, he put his one hand upon my head, he opened my, 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 the clothing that I had on my chest, he opened uh, the top and the bottom of it, and with, with the one hand he placed his, his palm onto my chest. And, 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 and he said to me, um, now, now, now he says, in th during those days, I was a young boy. I was a young man. He said, Jabir said to me, welcome, my nephew. Ask whatever you want to ask me. 
I asked him, but he was blind and did not respond immediately. The time for prayer came. Mr. Biadan went, and then they went to perform the salah. And then when they were finished with the salah, he said, then I went back to him, and I spoke to him, and I asked him, and, and he stood covering himself with his mantle. When he would place his end of the, uh, on, uh, on his soldiers, it would slip down due to the being short. It, it would be a, a short piece of, of clothing. Now we must understand mm. the clothing that they wore those times is a piece of cloth around the top and a piece of cloth around the, the bottom. And it's noted here that Jabir ibn Abdullah, one of the most famous personalities, one of the pioneers of success of humanity on this earth, of the total human race's success, one of the pioneers of success of the total human race on earth, earth he sits uh, skimpy clothing on. And then he says, he said, I, um, when he would place... He said uh, he had another piece of man uh, mantle that was laying somewhat nearby, but this was the clothing that he has as, as his best to be able to go to perform the salah. He said, and he led us in s and pray. And then after the, the prayer, I, I spoke to him, and then I asked him these words, tell me about the hajj of the messenger, the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And then he, Jabir, took his hand and he made a sign called number nine. Number nine sign, which must probably show nine uh, fingers. And then he said that the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, stayed in Medina for nine years, but did not perform the Hajj. Sheikh, yeah, so we take a short break here. Okay. My guest here with me, Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams, and I'm certain those of you who've been on Hajj, you've probably sat back and visualized being on Hajj. And I'm certain the tears are flowing Allah now. Allah. And you probably want to go back again, inshallah. We leave in the hands of Allah. Back with you after this. Talking point. Getting you talking. Talking point. On 91.3 FM Stereo. On the 10th year, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made a public announcement uh, that he, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, was going on Hajj, or going to perform the Hajj, and he invited everybody of the Muslim Ummah everywhere to be able to go with him if they probably can. Now, for historical purposes, we need to understand that the 9th year of the Hijrah, as we said earlier, is the year after the 8th year, the 8th year when the Muslimin took over the city of Makkah, what we call Fatho Makkah took place in the 8th year. So now the Muslims was in charge in the 9th year, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam of the Muslims. And in the 9th year we said the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sent Abu Bakr to perform the Hajj. We sent as the Nabi sent Abu Bakr in the 9th year, said Nabi, thereafter after he left Medina, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sent Ali after him to remind him of the various verses Allah has revealed to pertaining to the Hajj. That the Nabi that said now Abu Bakr had to implement unto the Hajj as given from Allah for the people who perform Hajj from now onwards. But then in the tenth year, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa invited everybody for he then went to Hajj and he invited everybody. He, he sent out the message to all the sides of the Arabian Peninsula as far as Islam has spread to be informed those people that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa will be going on Hajj and they're invited to be able to come for Hajj. 
This person relates the hadith to us. He says, a large number of persons, of people came to the city of Medina. And all were anxious to follow the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa on the act of hajj. And to do the act of the hajj of the Nabi according to his actions. Because he says, take from me your pattern of hajj. Ya Rabbi, la hawla wa illa billah. We then saw that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left, made the Friday prayer before he went on to, to do, go for it. And on that Friday prayer, his, his, his Friday khutbah was on the matter of the importance of hajj. And he spoke to everybody about what the subject is of hajj and what must be done. And then he says, that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi left the next day, which was the Saturday morning after uh, Fajr. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi prepared himself and the Nabi went off to with, with the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. And they left a large number of persons came to, to Medina and all were anxious to follow the Nabi sallallahu alayhi on this act. So they set out with, until they reached the place called al Hudaybiyah. Uh, 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 sorry, until they reached the place of Dhul Hulayfa. Now, Dhul Khulaifa is what we call today Bir Ali. Um, the very place in Dur, uh, Bir Ali today, if a person has been for Hajj, not far from Medina, there is where the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, where the mosque is today. There is where the tent of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has been pitched, and the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then had his main quarters there, and the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had around the various tents, not far from where he was, the tent of his wives that he had. And every wife was given a tent to be able to be to find her contentment in it. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Now certain things happened, and it, it, uh, it's imperative for us to understand the process of what has happened here. It is noted through the ulama that they say in various other ahadith that that evening the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam the Nabi came there somewhat after after asr and stayed there. Put up, uh, pitched up 10 days, stayed there, and went into Ihram that night. But before we went into Ihram, that evening the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went to every wife of his. He had an intimacy with each and every one of them. Allah. Now here, Ms. probably it's imperative for us to take note as people to recognize this is the messenger. He comes from Allah. He's not human exactly like you and me. I mean, I'm referring to, he doesn't have that human instinct of human processes what to satisfy his emotions. No, whatever comes through him is a lesson for us. And it's an important lesson for our life to live as the best of human beings. And so he acts out the best of character. And he shows us if you were married to more than one wife and you have all of them with, you need to see that you enter into ihram and they enter into ihram. Because the issue of ihram is not an easy, easy matter. It's a very, very, very severe, difficult process that Allah is going to test you with. And so, for you to be able to find that contentment and, relax, and relationship with Allah Ta'ala in ibadah, you need to have completely, you need to have completely satisfied your emotion. Because in this ibadah, there is the free flow of sexes around you from every angle. 
And it's now not a matter of just lowering your gaze because they're going to be everywhere before you, behind you, beneath you. And in this ibadah, it is the only ibadah where you are going to have that free flow. So the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wanted to show us that you as the husband, if you're going for hajj, that you need to satisfy your emotions prior to enter into this ihram. And you need to see that you satisfy the emotions of your partner. That she also, when she enters into haram, has found satisfaction. So you must have had a sense of contentment with both. But Allah has created this Nabi to have the capacity to be a man equal to 40 other men Allah, in this Ummah. So for him it was not a difficulty. That's why we, our men today wouldn't. And that's the reason why Allah allowed us only to have four, to four wives maximum. And, but it's imperative for us to understand that it's nothing like the West in the narrow mentality that some of Muslims today even go to entertain the Western psychological processes where they look at saying the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has been a, a womanizer. Please, don't sunk that low. Think, use your common sense. Don't allow yourself to be of those people who are of the work of shaitan. May Allah protect all of us. It's imperative here that we understand our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a human, the best of human being, the best of that human being and the best of the slaves of Allah. So if you want to become a slave of Allah, he is the only one and the best one to follow. And he is the best example for all of us. So he is not as narrow and as low in mentality and, 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 and makeup. As many of us as with our sin and our weaknesses, he is the greatest. And when he presents this matter, it's as Allah says, وَمَا يَنْتِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَى Whenever he speaks or he does something and he doesn't use his common sense only, it is a command from Allah to guide him, to be the example for us so that we can actually benefit for the best of our dunya and the best of our akhirah. And so we see the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spent that night around with all his wives. And then after that, he went to take his shower. Now, as you know, a person, when he has been with his wife, he can take a wudu, and then he can go back to his wife. He doesn't need to go and shower him immediately, as long as before he gets to the fajr, so he takes his shower. So before the fajr, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took his shower, he prepared himself to clean himself, but it's also that preparation to be able to go into ihram. So the salah for fajr was performed, the, the, the ghusl was performed by the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the salah for fajr was performed, and also the entry into ihram was that moment. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam actually dressed in the ihram for the fajr salah, and used the fajr salah and the sunnah salah of the, of, of the fajr to be able to get into the state of ihram with that intention. And then from there onwards, immediately after the salah, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went into the words of saying, Labbaik Allahumma labbaik, labbaik la sharika laka labbaik, inna alhamda wa ni'mata laka wal mulk la sharika lak. Um, I'm here submitting to you, O oh Allah, at your service, my Lord. Labbaik Allahumma labbaik. O oh Allah, I'm here at your service. I'm here coming to do what you have commanded me. I'm here responding to your call, Allah. responding to your invitation, O oh Allah. I'm at your service to Allah. There's no shirk with you. There's no way that we draw comparisons with you and anybody other. In alhamd, very all the, the, the uh, uh, thankfulness, and all the favors that they come, it's from your side, and you possess everything. There's no shirk with you, there's no sharik with you, there's nobody else that is equal to you as an ilah or a god. Nobody else deserves to be worshipped except thee, O Allah. That is the words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as the Nabi came from the salah 
And obviously the Sahaba radiallahu anhum now follow this. And you can but imagine what, what we've seen. We saw the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa being up in the morning, feeling himself for, for, for the ghusl. So the Sahaba radiallahu anhum was doing that the same. You saw the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the haram, so the Sahaba then doing the same. We saw the Sahaba, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performing the, the Fajr Salah, the Sahaba was all doing that the same. We saw everybody else in the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam making the, uh, the announcement of the, uh, the, the ihram, entering to the ihram aloud with the Sahaba and all of them joined in with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam until the Nabi left that position and went to where the camels was. Everything was packed and they were all ready to move. So we take a short break here. Back with you after this. Talking point. Getting you talking. Talking point on ninety-one point three FM stereo. This person, Jabir Vin, says. What has happened? He's, for that. He, this is him narrating all of this. Yes, now, now Jabir is telling us all this. Allah. And Jabir, you know, the, the, this youngster says what Jabir tells us, but he also tells us on the, he's not, he, he, he didn't ask Jabir to go with, with him for Hajj. So Jabir has given him an introduction. And so now that introduction allows him to be able to go and pick Chick Jabir with and do the whole act as Jabir. And then he says, and then the Nabi reminded them again. Then when the Nabi got onto the camel, please see that you take from me your pattern of hajj. La adri, I do not know. La ali, most probably. La ahujju ba'da I might not take perform another hajj after this. Yeah. This was a repetition. Later on, the Jamil, we're going to go and expound those words. What is it? What is what is in those words for us, right? But for simply the translation is what the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said. He said that. I then got onto my camel and I made sure as we were sitting almost like next to the Nabi, my camel almost like next to him. And I was watching him for everything he did. Because if he said, take from me your pattern of Hajj, he's indirectly saying to me, watch me, see what I'm doing and try to do it exactly like that. He says, I watched the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa to see whatever he was doing so that I can do exactly that. Going to the extent, he says, if the Nabi turned to his right hand side, I would turn to my right hand side. And if I do that, I would turn back soon again to see what the Nabi doing now. Yeah. If he's still there, I would turn back and I would look back again. Just to be able to see that I do exactly. If I see he did something other, I then, as I was looking to the right hand side, if I saw it again the after he's doing something, I would do that. And I would do to that extent, I would go to do everything like the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, sallallahu alayhi he said, the Sahabi said, Jabir said, and to such an extent, the Nabi sallallahu and he says, and I looked to my right and I looked to my left and every angle I saw people busy on camels or walking. The camels was in front and the people walking was at the back and we all moved off, subhanak, being in ihram and the talbiyah was made and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa invited us to be able to do the talbiyah and we did the talbiyah with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That word talbiyah, I will be rem- Remaining of the, the, the will use the word talbiyah, which means the word labbaik, Allahumma labbaik. He said, then the act that morning before the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam left, a person came and asked for the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and asked for the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam that a, a a woman gave birth and he had the baby in his hand. 
And he said, oh, my messenger of Allah, this woman asked you to be able to do the tahniq. The tahniq is put your, put any piece of date or something in your mouth, oh, messenger of Allah, you chew it, and that you put onto the, 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 into the mouth of this baby. It will be the first. So through the night she has given birth, and then she sent off the baby, and she asked the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam these words. He said, oh, messenger of Allah, what is necessary for me? What must I do? I'm also on hajjia. Uh, at this moment, I, I, she came to this moment of giving birth at the, now. What is on her? Obviously, it means that if she had to go right through until Makkah and only gave birth there, then she would have asked the Nabi there the question. Or in the journey, she would have asked the Nabi there the question. So here, she sent the message, what, what is necessary for me to do? Her name is... Uh, her name is Asma. She was the daughter of uh, Umais. Um, and then she gave the, the baby that she had, her husband, she had, his name was Abu Bakr, and the baby, they gave the name of the baby Muhammad. Subhanak la wa la quwwata illa billah. Um, she asked the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa what is she to do? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, take a bath, wash yourself, then cover your private parts, and cover it thickly, because obviously now she's going to go into a state of what we call nifas, after the birth. Um, and you, you cover your private parts in, uh, 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 very well and then in, enter into the state of ihram and enter into the state of ihram which means even in the state of nifas she can enter into the state of ihram so that uh, if, if in the state of nifas a person can enter into ihram so it obviously means a woman in khayr can also enter into the state of ihram right so the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to us uh, that she needs to stay in the state of ihram and it says that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then mounted the she-camel. The camel's name was Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Ya Rabbi la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. I just had it on my tongue to Jamin. It happens here. Yes. Nevertheless, Qaswa. 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 Qaswa is the name of this, the camel that the Nabi sallallahu it was a white camel that belonged to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah allowed the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to use this camel to go for for for. Hajj on it, and the the camel, camel was carrying out every command that the Nabi yeah. sallallahu alaihi wasallam wanted to do with him. It says that the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam prayed at the masjid, and then the Nabi uh, prayed at that, that spot there, in, uh, there, there for the for the fajr salah, and then then they after left. Um, and then after some time, as the Nabi de de departed from there. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went into a state of when wahi came on him. And it was Jibreel coming down to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, revealing Quran to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa knew the meaning. And, and we the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, according to the, the, the hadith, uh, we pronounced the, 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 the talbiya whilst this was happening. لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَّيْكَ لَبَّيْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ لَبَّيْكَ إِنَّ الْحَمْدَ وَالنِّعْمَةَ لَكَ وَالْمُلْكَ لَا شَرِيكَ لَكَ and, and they were keeping on and on with these, with these words سُبْحَانَكْ لَحَوْلَ وَلَا كُوَتَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ until um, the, the very words are still known to us that we still do, right? And whatever we said in those words, in greatness and glory to Allah, the Nabi didn't object to us, he allowed us. He did not have any intention but 
The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left there. All we did, we saw what the Nabi did, and we did it all exactly as the Nabi did. There was no intention to say, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. No, it was commonly known to them that it is the period of, it's the Hajj period now, so they were entering into Ihram, right? And they, 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 and now, which means the knowledge that they had of Hajj, the people at Biosuf of Makkah, those people of Mina who came, of Medina who came for Hajj prior, all of them, and all the other people who've been for Hajj prior from the various nations or around there, and the people in the Arabian Peninsula has all, most of them been for Hajj, and because of the greatness of Makkah, but, but the, the, the belief was prior to this was not the mm. Islamic belief and it was not the Islamic Hajj. This is the first Islamic Hajj that's taking place. So they all entered into Ihram with the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But there's no, they, they took it as they what they saw in the past. And the Jamil, I don't have the luxury to go into there right now, mm. but I'd like to share us with us those type of things a bit, little bit later so that we can just flow with what happened with the journey itself, inshallah. And so, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, after having mentioned, after having, we've seen the, 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 what has happened with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the state that he was in, where Jibreel came to him with wahi, the Nabi said these words to the Sahaba. He said, tell the males that they must raise their voice. For Allah loves to loves listen to the echo of their voices in the sama Allah, when they make the talbiyah and the takbir. And, 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 and the specific processes here, the Nabi mentions the males. Um, one need to say that the females need to say those words as well, mm. but they, they say it as loud around the, those around them. The males, on the other hand, must raise, raise their, voices. their voices. The Jamil, but no disrespect, I'm going to speak now from a side of my experience with our Cape Town Hujajis, but no disrespect, I'm not here to undermine anybody. But also, Kapsa means as bailif for the current jika. Alhamdulillah. In MashaAllah, as Ibn Lafram, the jika na MashaAllah. And I can stem us in my tune and I'm going to say that. Karankles. Yeah, the karankles and I'm going to say that. But when it comes to the Talbiya, what the Nabi for us commanded, and they say, Allah loves to hear your voices and to hear your melody, and they say, uh, that Allah loves to hear and Allah tells them to, to, to raise their voices. And Jibreel sends this message via the Nabi, and the Nabi says it to us. Nah, so the best that can be achieved in months, just under power of fear, spell fault is in the land. So hard, my creator, love by, love by, Allahumma, love by, love by. You can't overstate the opposite. The opposite of what needs to happen. Mm. The Jamil, it's not meant that we must shout. As many screaming. Ma ons moet raise die voice. The difference between saying labbaik Allahumma labbaik and labbaik Allahumma labbaik labbaik la sharika laka labbaik inna alhamda wa al-ni'mata laka wal-mulk la sharika laka That is what is referred to here. You, all you need to do is raise your voice with the other voices in then, then it, it gives off an echo in, in the Samawat. And the message that Jibreel comes and says to the Nabi, tell the males to raise their voice, for Allah loves to listen to. Now, wouldn't you want to do something on this ibadah of Hajj, of which Allah will be happy with you? And, and here you get the opportunity. And exactly as the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam As I said, I'm not yet to undermine anybody, but I'm just trying to say it because we wish to encourage our hujaj. And mommy, if your son is with, Tell them it's of necessity. Raise your voices. Remind them. If your husband is, tell them raise your voices. Every man, 
the, the females keep your voices low and the males they raise their voices because this is what the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said. And, and, and the Sahaba says, we, Jabir mentioned, we were unaware of the fact um, as to what is the process that the Nabi is taking. Is he doing a hajj only or is he doing a hajj with an umrah? We have no idea. She, he said that this repetition, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa reminded us on this whole journey. For every time we had to turn, we had to do the talbiyah. Every time we had to stop, we did the talbiyah. Every time we got onto the camels again to move on, we did the talbiyah. This journey took for, eight, for approximately eight days, right? From Medina to Makkah, right up. And every time, from time to time, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa repeats this word saying, خذوا عني مناسككم لا أدري لعلي لا أحج بعد عامي هذا. So you hear the Jamil that there is quite a repetition of this hadith mm. over and over and over, very much speaking to us in the future, mm. saying to us, you will hear me repeating this to you, that you can hear it in the future and you can take heed and note of how important it is mm. that you see that you strive to the very best, that you do the Hajj exactly. Now, you've got no reason to say, ya ma, no. Mm. Your request, your mind as the people of this hour and this day is to say, then how far do we go to find out mm. what is it that the Nabi did? What is, and this is what we try to do in this hadith, so that you and I can implement to the very best and strive to see that we implement that. Now, circumstances might not be as easy to do it exactly as then, but what can we do to maximize the value of the quality of our hajj, insha'Allah? Right? At because least know how the exactly. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performed these hajjs. Barakallah, that one, At least we know, and then with that knowledge, we try our very best. May Allah open the path and grant us to be of those people, insha'Allah. So, the Jamil, and that happened, uh, Jabir said, we, that happened with us until we came into Makkah. He says that when we got into Makkah, into the area near Makkah, outside the village of Makkah, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa went to a group of, of people that stayed outside Makkah, what is known in the area of Jarwal, Jarwal oh, yes. in Makkah, mm. that area of Jarwal. That is the route, the route coming from Medina goes through that. So they in that area they stayed family of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam got off his camel, went in to greet the family members there, and asked them to be able to take a shower there, and he took the ihram off. He showered himself and covered himself in the ihram again, and then got on and got into because he's now very near the haram. He's, he's entered the, the the haram place. He's en he entered into to the Makkah area. He now needs to just get get to the to the to the where the Kaaba is. Into the valley and then into into the 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 the, 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 the ibadah of, of 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 the Hajj. So the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam came in, and the day the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam came in to Jamil, it is the sixth day of the Hajjah. The sixth day sixth of day of the Hajjah. Now he says the day of the Hajjah. Now when I'm talking about the Haram, the sixth day of the Hajjah. And he said. The Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam came in, and the Nabi came in, and the Nabi went to the entrance of what we call today Bab uh, uh, Bab Salam, the area Bab that was known to us. Those people has been of yesterday mm. who've gone to Bab Salam, to that area that entrance there. The Nabi entered in. Now Bab Salam, those days was known to be Bab Bani Shaiba. 
بدوقف بني شيبه نبض باب بني شيبه از ذا اريا وي ذا نبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يوز تو كم انتو بيكوز هي ستيد نوت فار فروم ذير اند يوز تو اند ذات دايركشن اند وين ذا نبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كيم فروم مدينه فور ذا حج فور ذا سلام هي وانتد تو انتر انتو ذا سيم دور اند ات ذات دور ات ذا انترنس وين ذا نبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كيم ان اند ذا نبي سو ذا از ذا نبي كيم ان ذا نبي سو ذا كعبه نبي رئيس هيز هاندز اند نبي سيس اللهم انت السلام ومنك السلام تباركت يا ذل وادخلنا الجنه دار السلام تباركت وتعاليت يا ذا الجلال والاكرام النبي سيد واز ريزنج هيز هاندز النبي سيد اند ذن ذا نبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اند ذا صحابه اوبيسلي فولو ذا نبي ان بريسيشن تو ذات مومنت انتل ذي سو ذا نبي ستاندينج لوكينج ات ذا كعبه اند النبي ستارتد سينج ذيس ووردز الله اكبر الله اكبر الله اكبر لا اله الا الله والله اكبر الله اكبر ولله الحمد then the nabi sallallahu alaihi moved forward looking at the kaaba and the nabi said these words then allahumma zid baytaka tashrifan wa takriman wa mahabatan wa rif'atan wa birra wa zid ya allah man sharrafahu wa karramahu wa 'adhamahu wa majjadahu mimman hajjahu wa awi'tamar tashrifan wa takriman wa mahabatan wa rif'atan wa birra now this is as the nabi drew in and jabir tells us how the nabi came into the haram he came into that angle today is where if you come to the place of called Bani, Bani Sheba, you come to an area where we have a massive steps called the area of ba, the Bab Fatah, part of the Haram of Makkah, the Bab Fatah area. And into that where you get to the big, big steps into the uh, Mataf, that, that is where you are almost. And if you take that position, you are very near the Hijr Ismail. And the, uh, the, 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 you, you, you can see from that angle, you can see the door of the Kaaba. Um, you can see the, the point ending the, the, the side of the Kaaba being where Mac, uh, 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 Hajj al-Aswad is. Right? Um, you cannot see the other side. You need to walk around. And according to Jabir... I'm visualizing now, sir. Allah Akbar. Carry on, sir. I'm in Makkah. Allah Akbar. According to Jabir, they, they, they move from having made this dua and making this zikr. And as they go along, looking at the Kaaba... They, or they all say these words, Allahumma zid baytaka tashrifan wa takriman wa mahabatan wa rif'atan wa birra wa zid ya Allah man sharrafahu wa karramahu wa adhamahu wa majjadahu mimman hajjahu awi ihtamar tashrifan wa takriman wa mahabatan wa rif'atan wa birra. Later on, I would, would like to share with Same you. Same as the Nabi, what the Nabi said. This is what the Nabi says, and the Nabi says it aloud, everybody follows the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in these words. And Jabir says, and we mo- we came as if we come to the Kaaba, but then we took a turn to the right. And I'll turn to the right because now we were almost going to the side of getting to the one point where the Khijr Ismail is, but then we take the turn around the Khijr Ismail. And then when Jabir, remember he's leading the youngsters, <laughs> the, the people in the Hajj. And Jabir then stopped. He told and he showed them to stop and he went to to feel for something, you remember he's a blind man. And they asked him, what is he looking for? And he says, there's supposed to be a pillar here. Allah, yes, Allah. There must be a pillar somewhere here. Where's, mm. where's the pillar? And they, 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 they asked him why. He says, there was a pillar here. And our Nabi used, he went and the Nabi went to stand against the pillar as even I wanted to rest for a few minutes. Mm. 
Allahu Akbar. And then the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left the pillar then. Jabir wanted to take, but there was no pillar then at that moment when Jabir, the, the, the pillar was moved. And but he remembers. He, ya Allah, ya he, he's Allah. following hmm. the route exactly as the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has done. And he goes around. Now, uh, uh, the Jamin Maswabi, what we need to look at, we see him standing at the point of just behind Hijaz Ismail. Hmm. Quite a distance away because it's starting to be able to get themselves into the swing of the tawaf. Going right around, past the Khijr Ismail, past to the other point that is called Rukan Yamani. And then they pass that point of Rukan Yamani, right around, past the point between Rukan Yamani and, and, and Hajjul Aswad, until they get to the point of Hajjul Aswad, and there. Jabir indicates to them, yeah, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to the Hajjul Aswad, Hajjul Aswad, touched the Hajjul Aswad. Some of the riwayats said he touched it, some of them he took his stick and some of them he kissed it. Mm. Now the first time he did this in the Tawaf, the Nabi sallallahu did that, right? And the Jamin, the Jamin, if I probably can just do a jump from here in the historical processes back in history of what happened a few years ago. Now, a few years ago, in the sixth year of the Hijrah, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made his first Umrah. And when the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made his first Umrah, he was prevented at the area called Hudaybiyah. And at the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, the agreement was that the Nabi could come the next year to perform what they called the Badal Umrah. And the Nabi returned back to Medina, did not perform the Umrah. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came on the seventh year and did what we call the Badal Umrah, the Umrah of the year before. Back with you after this. When the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came to do that umrah that year, the people of Makkah was under the impression because they heard now the, the route that this Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa took with the Sahaba to come into for, for the umrah. They knew the Nabi coming. They made certain conditions that the Nabi would come with no ammunition, shouldn't be dressed with ammunition around him. He should come with ease and with calm, calmness because they, they fear the fact that they're going to be powerful and then obviously the Muslims are going to overpower them. But when they heard that the Muslims had the severe rain on the route and they were got all wet and they were coughing and they were down, so they then saw the need to be able to now uh, maneuver amongst themselves. What can they do to be able to attack the Muslims now? This is what the Quraysh did. But Allah informed Jibreel to be informed the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Jibreel then informed the Sahaba, the Nabi, to inform the Sahaba to open up one part of the ihram that the, a portion of the, 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 the soldier be open and you can see a portion of the, 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 the chest of the males, right? Must be open. And when they come in, in the first three shot, they must be able to show a bit of emo no. uh, movement. And so they're not going to walk normally. They're going to put in that, that, that movement as if they're coming in moving. And ever since that year, the seventh year of the Hijrah, ever since that year, this became a necessity on us in, in, in Hajj or in Umrah. When we come in in the first three shows, the first shows, you open up your, 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 the, the, the haram, 
throw it once over the one soldier, and you actually move the, you go into a, 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 a movement. It's brisk, only but brisk movement just to show that there is activity and, and mm. motion. Now the people have heard of the Quraysh that these people were affected by the the, the rain that fell whilst they were on travel and they were got sick and they were all tired and they of, of the journey. So obviously now is a very good time to to be able to attack. Mm. When Jibreel informed the Nabi Sallallahu to do this with the Sahaba and they came in that way, the people of Quraysh were standing watching the Muslims that they came mm. in and, and what they were doing and how they came to perform the tawaf around the Kaaba. And when they saw this, the one said to the other, you said that these people were sick. <laughs> Cannot be <laughs> under no circumstances. Look at, look at how fit these people are and look at the way they actually handled themselves around mm. the Kaaba. Allahu Akbar. <laughs> but this is how Allah Ta'ala uh, put the fear into the hearts of the Kufar against the Muslims, mm. against Islam. Against those people who, who wanted to uh, attack Islam. A, a lesson here, you know, we are told they plan, Allah also So the Jamil, again, we see this with Jabir now instructing them the way they came in doing the same Ramal, as they call it, the Ramal. They did the same type of movement until Jabir told them to wait for you at, at Hijr Ismail. So they wait, we're looking for the pillar that he wanted to take a rest of because this is what the Nabi did. And then he went around until he got to the Hajr al-Aswat. And at the Hajr al-Aswat, he then went to the Hajr al-Aswat and he touched the Hajr al-Aswat and he kissed the Hajr al-Aswat. And he says, this is what the Nabi did. And from there onwards, he, he started saying these words of when we, he entered into the state of the tawaf around the Kaaba. So he did the tawaf around the Kaaba, the seven shouts all around them. All, and every time when he came to uh, uh, to Rukun Yamani, he touched Rukun Yamani with his hand. And or he greeted Rukun Yamani with his hand, Bismillahi Allahu Akbar. And then when he went to the Hajj al-Aswad, he tried to touch if he probably could, or to kiss it. Or to use his stick because he said this is what the Nabi did. And the Nabi showed the at the said Bismillahi Allahu Akbar, and then the Nabi proceeded. Now, what we do see the Jamil as a lesson was probably for all of us is that our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam over four, one thousand four hundred years ago knew the total amount of people that day and time was not that much, but was a lot. Because there was 124,000 people plus minus with the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam that performed Hajj. And if 124,000 people now perform Hajj, can you imagine if you had to walk and come at what we call the Bab at the area at, in, 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 on the Mataf, at the Bab, Bab Fatah area, mm -hmm. and you come and you walk it over to where the, to where the Hajj al-Aswad oh, is, yes. then you actually create a bottleneck. Yes. You're, you're, you're going against the stream. You're making things so uncomfortable, so difficult. You become the difficult person. But we see the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa guided by Allah, he goes right around around the Kaaba to the other side and then starts to get in to teach you and me that the methodology mm. of the Muslim is first and foremost use your common sense, sense at all times look at the circumstances and see what best can be done don't just get in mm. there and do what you're doing no you might just create harm and, on, against other people so do your very very best there's so many lessons that the Sahaba radiallahu anhum or even the great scholars afterwards has taken out of this hadith of Jabir ibn Abdullah and as to what he has done until he got to that moment and how Jabir went around the Kaaba and how Jabir performed the, 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 the uh, uh, tawaf as the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa had shown them and he said that uh, then Jabir said after the tawaf has been performed 
that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa reminds us of the words of Allah ta'ala in the Holy Quran when Allah says, وَاتَّحِذُوا مِنْ مَقَامِ إِبْرَهِيمَ مُصَلَّى We need to use Allah's words. Take off Maqam Ibrahim, the Maqam Ibrahim. Stand behind it to make Salah facing the Kaaba. But stand behind Maqam Ibrahim. Why Maqam Ibrahim? That is the place that Allah has used for Nabi Ibrahim when he stood on it. And Allah has used it as an escalator as the Kaaba became bigger and bigger and bigger to build the one wall and then the other wall and the other wall. We take it right around. And this escalator proceeds things as Nabi Ibrahim in his mind wanted to go down. This thing went down with Nabi Ibrahim. And as Nabi Ibrahim wanted to go up, this thing went, went up. up Allahu Akbar. Allah, yes. Now remember, it is Allah the creator of all the escalators. No of the signs of escalators. He is the creator of that sciences. So anybody who has the sciences and the knowledge thereof, he is the creator of those sciences. Nay, he is the creator of all yes. sciences, of all allergies, all, of, all, you, of all the isms together, he is the creator thereof. So nothing is too weak for him to be able to take an ordinary stone and to make Nabi Ibrahim stand on that there in total relaxation and ease and contentment. That's not impossible for Allah Ta'ala. Right? So Allah has given this, but this Maqam Ibrahim has done all this job for Nabi Ibrahim in the process of how Allah allowed it to go around the Kaaba all the time to assist Nabi Ibrahim for the building of this Kaaba. And Allah has made it a process for Nabi Ibrahim then to be, for us to remember and calls it one of the great signs of Allah, like Allah says in the Holy Quran and other, that we must take uh, Maqam Ibrahim as, as a great sign. And, 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 uh, Allah says, وَمَنْ دَخَلَهُ كَانَ آمِنَّا وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ حِجُّ الْبَيْتِ مَنِ اسْتَطَاعَ إِلَيْسَ بِلَا When Allah says, if we enter the, 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 the Haram of Makkah, you will notice it has many signs of Allah, like one of them is Maqam Ibrahim. And in this ayah here, Allah says to us, let's take Maqam Ibrahim as a place of making salah. So Allah invites us. But the scholars also says to us that in today's life, with the extent of people that there is, you can stand anywhere anyway. around the Kaaba, if for that matter, directly behind Maqam Ibrahim is not possible. But I would want to encourage everybody, try to at least, if you can, even if it's just two rakat mm -hmm. that you perform immediately after Maqam Ibrahim, or behind, or directly behind it, no matter the distance that you are, but in that position there, try to make your two rakats there. And nobody makes the two rakats whole day long. Mm -hmm. You just make your two rakat, and when you finish with your two rakat, and then you proceed, and so there will be space where somebody will move on. And so you don't need to stand right against Maqam Ibrahim, but it's that the direction behind Maqam Ibrahim that needs to, that area needs to be used for that processes. But as the scholar says, if the place is so full as what it is nowadays, especially in the period of Hajj, when the Hajj has been performed, and the, the Kaaba is, the, the Haram is full, then you can stand anywhere around, right around the Kaaba, and perform your two rakaat that must be performed as what Allah invites us. And the, the, the Nabi sallallahu I mean, Jabir then said to us, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then performed the two rakaat after the tawaf. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to the multazam and made dua there. And then the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went and drank zamzam of the zamdam of the water. Went in and those days they went to the well at the bottom. They went to the well and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took some water and served some water to everybody that was around him. And the Nabi drank of the zamzam. And the Nabi faced the Kaaba and the Nabi stood, stood drinking the zamzam and said these words. The water of Zamzam is what you drink it for. And the Nabi made dua. And the words that the Nabi said in making his dua, the Nabi said, Oh Allah, uh, 
I ask you to grant me health and strength and, and, and protect me from any ailments and sicknesses in drinking the Zamzam with that intention. And Nabi said, and Zamzam is whatever you drink it for. And then thereafter, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to the direction to go to Safa and Marwa. And the Nabi said these words, Inna Safa wal Marwa tamin sha'airillah. Faman hajj al-bayt. No, Nabi started off saying, Abda'u bima bada Allah. I start off with what Allah starts off with. Because Allah says in the Quran, Inna Safa wal Marwa. So Allah says, he says, Abda'u bima bada Allah. I start off with what Allah starts off with saying, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. إِنَّ الصَّفَى وَالْمَرْوَةَ مِنْ شَعَاءِ اللَّهِ Veli Safa and Marwa is from the great signs of Allah. فَمَنْ دَخَلَهُ كَانَ آمِنًا إِنَّ الصَّفَى وَالْمَرْوَةَ مِنْ شَعَاءِ اللَّهِ فَمَنْ حَجَّ الْبَيْتَ أَوْ اِعْتَمَرْ فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْهِ أَيَّ التَّوَّفَ بِهِمَا If you perform the Hajj or the Umrah, there is no harm upon you to be able to perform Tawaf between the Safa and Marwa, which means the Sa'i. Whosoever puts in extra, extra uh, sacrifices, then Allah will tell us well aware of his actions and Allah will accept. As a means of Allah inviting us to perform the, the, the tawaf between the Safa and Marwa, or what we call the side, to do that movement there. And Allah will reward us for that great reward, for what we're doing there at, at that moment. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. But now the purpose, the Jamil, as to why Allah says there's no harm doing it, because the very first time, remember in the ninth, ninth year, when the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu to begin do the first hajj. So some of the Sahaba felt, no, 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 we are not going to make tawaf there because Lat and Uzza has been on those hills. The main idols of the, the kuffar, those, the, those hills are very big hills. Mm -hmm. So on top of the hills, they put these very tall idols. And, and, and it would be a, sh a shining factor for the kuffar. And so the, 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 the believers then felt, no, 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 we're not going to make tawaf between them. So Allah says, فَمَنْ حَجَّ الْبَيْتَ أَوْ اعْتَمَرْ Whosoever performs the hajj or the umrah, فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْهِ There is no sin upon them, no harm against them. أَيَّتُوَفُ بِهِمَا When they make tawaf between the two. Because it's just the great signs of Allah. Uh, even if the, 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 the idols were on their prior, but there's no idols on there now. Yeah. In the eighth year, it was the removal of all the idols, subhanak. Now the people that's Muslim can now perform their you know, the side between it. So uh, that area was, if the kuffar did the sign there in the prior to Islam, prior to the eighth year of the Hijrah, then that was because of the, uh, the idling and the belief of what they did. But we were given the reminder to be able to go between Safa and Marwa of what Allah has shown us of Sayyidatina Hajrah. And Nabi Ibrahim والسلام, was leaving his child Ismail there with his wife and she went to seek for that water or for something that Allah is going to grant him to be able to save the child and Allah granted us then to be able to have the wealth of Zamzam to enjoy that water, of the, the drinking of Zamzam. Oh, and so ends another journey to Hajj with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. We'll continue with it next week and Tuesday, inshallah. And also a reminder, these are recordings that I did with Sheikh before Sheikh left the province. He'll be back very, very shortly. And that's also a wrap from me, Jamil Wallace, on this evening's edition of Talking Point. My thanks to Faldi van der Lely, sound engineer. I'll be back tomorrow evening with another edition of Talking Point. Until then, I say to you, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Lekker aan, an almal.